0: Middle Cough. Oh! Hey babes! Another weekend, another mailbag, another live stream on the YouTube and on the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast. On a Friday!
1: <laughs>
0: just uh, just sitting around watching some golf, waiting for the videos of Trey Lance. Doing, like, uh, cone drills to appear on our feeds,
1: you know? Hud, hud, hike. Just waiting. What would you think of the uh, the first Devontae Smith video you saw of him touching a cone and turning the corner? I got it. God, if can I find this? So you tweeted it, and it said uh,
0: you wrote Hall of Fame. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a sweet video. And then the video is, if people, if you're listening to this, just Middlecoff
1: tweeted it. It was sarcasm.
0: No, I know. but it just, My first thought so is, like, I could
1: see Howie seeing the tweet and thinking I'm making fun of his guy. Like, no, it happened once before. It's like, no, Howie, I like the kid. Well, not really, I thought, 166 pounds. But
0: to me, the drill, it's one thing to, like, run, touch a cone, turn around, catch a pass, do another turn, and run down the field. But why they why are they touching the cone so slowly? That's the part I didn't understand. Well, the,
1: well if you think about it, it's rookie minicamp. These guys have been running around for draft. Like, you couldn't just, like. Run seven They're gas. Just kind of teaching them the. Yeah, I think you got to ease into it. We gotcha. we're not you no know, heroes made day one. Yeah, right. That's true.
0: You can lose a championship in your first. You can be the. You can lose the rookie of the year your first year when you're tearing ACL, but you can't win it your first day. I should. say.
1: I don't know if this has ever happened, but if it ever were to happen, it would be the worst rookie minicamp ever. If you lost like one of your first two draft picks in a rookie minicamp to a major injury, that yeah. would.
0: Well remember was Bosa was it was Bosa not there the first day of Niners mini camp rookie minicamp
1: or did he pull the hand or something like that? His his injury happened in a mini camp but when everyone was there. Because I remember D Ford was standing right next to him. He I think Bosa made it through the rookie minicamp or they didn't let him practice in the rookie minicamp. But literally his first ever non warm up drill, he made it two steps and then limped. <laughs> I remember standing there like this is not a good start. When you show up, like you were there. I think we were
0: both there. I was somewhere else because, you know, there's two fields. You're, when uh, – who got
1: carted off? Mm, I don't remember. Was it the Someone DB with the, the uh, with
0: the brass knuckles? Was it Culliver? Did Culliver get carted off one day? Oh, We
1: were at a practice when he tore his ACL a, in, a, in, a, in a special teams drill. Yeah, yeah. Were you at a practice when Michael James shattered his hand and they had to get the cart out too? I was there a couple niner practices when guys went down, and the whole there's nothing like being at a football practice, even if it's a non like great player, but a guy just goes down and is done. Jeff Schwartz always has a good take on that. He's like, "There's nothing like it." And then about two minutes later, like back to the drills. You know, like the coaches are like, "Okay, huddle up." You know, it's it's, it just goes from zero to like, "Oh my god, yeah, is this guy's career over?" To like, "Okay, back to the huddle." It's it's a great transition that. You become numb to, but players are all kind of on edge. Everyone in the media is on edge, but I think coaches just like you, next man up. Well, coach, the next man up is not good. We're screwed. <laughs> Doesn't know the play, it's kind of rattled. <laughs> uh,
0: before we dive any further into it, don't forget, everybody, today's mailbag the questions come from the iTunes reviews. Go to iTunes, leave us a review. In your review, put a question. It can be whatever you want it to be. Put a question in there, uh, and uh, that's how you get into the mailbag. If you're listening to the podcast, don't forget we got a YouTube channel. If you're watching the YouTube, don't forget we got a podcast.
1: Yeah, we got we got a lot going on, and uh, we both are on TikTok. I think our, I feel like our TikToks have slowed down. it's been really it. uh, uh, discouraging
0: <laughs> <laughs> for me.
1: It is it is hard to sustain doing innovative TikToks. That's for sure. It it takes your mind's got to be working the right way. You got to have some free time, and uh, I'm just all in on podcasts and YouTubes, and hopefully none of those go away.
0: Yeah, no, it's I uh, well, I actually got a take for you later. I want to share about the Pac-12's new commissioner, but we can get to that after the mailbag.
1: Also, got to uh, I was went to uh, the store yesterday morning, Friday morning. I guess we're, we're talking on Friday, Thursday morning, driving home. You know, like eight o'clock, and I I look over and this dude has his window down, and he goes middle cough middle, and then I I roll it down. He's like, I love what you and Haverman are doing, man. I love it. And then I'm like, What's your name? And we're driving probably, you know, it's Treat Boulevard where De La Salle's on. We're a little ahead of De La Salle, and he's like, I'm my name's Nick. And then he's like, Do you think Trey Lance is gonna be legit? And then I just kind of did a fingers crossed, and we both just went our separate (laughs) ways. That's fantastic. Nick, I credited you for remembering his name.
0: In that I'm pretty
1: sure it's Nick. I wrote it down later in the day because I'm like, hey, I gotta give this guy a shout out. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. It was an easy name to remember. That's a great interaction. The yeah, car was,
0: the car pullover interaction is a great interaction.
1: It was fantastic. What was he listening to? Well the there, there was no, there was no pullover. I mean we we kept moving. Well, I sorry, I meant like <laughs> so there was no red light, it was moving the whole time. Well, we were like between, you know, probably like a stretch of 15 football fields between red lights, right? It's like res- residential, but multiple lanes so you can get going. Yeah. A lot of space. But still, like I thought back, I'm like, did I not look at the road for a little while? <laughs> <laughs> I've done that
0: before, too. You He remember was so where excited. And then I got excited. Yeah, I mean, it felt so good to be recognized in public, right? I know. Uh, yeah. Also, good to be seen. Uh, Joseph on the stream just wrote ham, 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 ham. So we did have the experience. We could talk about this. Oh, yeah. We checked in. You and I were making another video, not for the stream, that we posted earlier about Trey Lance or about uh, the Niners schedule. And you said, oh, Trey Lance is talking right now. Where do we watch it? Duh.
1: Niners YouTube. That's where everything is. So we jumped to the Niners YouTube. And what do we see? Grant Cohn, it felt like, had an army. And now it could have been five people. He has activated. Yeah, constantly on YouTube comments writing, Grant. I mean, a lot of them just write "grant" and just nonstop, and we're like, we felt left out, so we started throwing "ham." And some people wrote "ham." If you watch the Niners YouTube, just throw up some promo code "hams." Just write just, "ham." Just do that. Yeah, write so the word "ham." Gonna, write "ham." Promo code "ham." Just just inundate it. If you're watching, don't be bashful. Just do, do it, it in the rip. live
0: streams and do it in the comments of an of, if there's a video up, right? Like, let's yeah. just say they put up some highlights from rookie OTA. You can do it in the comments too, but the live stream. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> Grant has activated we're, the internet. We're, we're talking live stream good.
1: comments, just yes. rapid fire. It was uh, I noticed it like a week or two ago. It's something to behold, and I I, I felt a little left out, a little FOMO. We so want our funny.
0: action. The difference is you don't want to be writing ham from the ham YouTube account, which is what you did. you're like you just typed in ham right, and then people yeah. started doing it, but you had to activate them. Like in the end, is Al Guido going to call? Like you guys got to stop you from your from your youtube got to stop spamming our youtube page but if if you guys are doing it we can't be held accountable for that right well, We're like, hey here's, he, I don't.
1: here's what i do know i've commented there's another team that used to be in the bay area that i used to comment on and they do not like me they never i i think you would be surprised how, you're saying like, you would do that on on uh periscope on periscope yeah. yeah for the raider stuff and i've done it before on the niner stuff just messing around i i you that's our world. I don't think the Guidos of the world are super locked into the comments flowing at rapid fire. Yeah, I I don't know. It's you're probably I, right. Well,
0: I'm co- I'm confident they're not paying. Attention they just well. like when there's a million comments, so you can just that's hit them with hams. Them. Next live stream, okay. hit them with hams. Um, yeah. Just I look. I like the, this is a podcast, but you give the YouTube a little love. Dario says a longtime listener, first time commenter. Love from the Tesla factory in Fremont. Elon's a little kind
1: of off the rocker right now. I feel like.
0: Elon, if you can move the needle make yourself money doing it, I mean, that's what he's doing, right? He's pumping and dumping and dumping and pumping. That's right. Uh, and he'll do it again soon. But, uh, uh, Dario, if you want to hook us up with some Teslas, open for biz.
1: I would love a Tesla. Long-range Tesla. The long-range one. Yeah. You know? I, I, I kind of want one of the SUVs more than the Tesla cars. Yeah. Yeah, those, those are, are sweet. sweet. Those are those definitely are sweet. Did I talk about this? Or I know I told you, but when i told a guy like ran into him at the gym i'm like oh how much is your tesla and well i threw out the number i'm like what what are those going for like 50 55 and he, he was kind of that. offended and he looked at me and then he said 100 i was like yeah i'm not trying to lowball i just didn't know i didn't think you like don't have money or anything but yeah that was at the
0: at the club in the parking lot right you told at me At the story, club in yeah. the
1: parking lot yeah
0: all right uh, should we dive into the mailbag uh, really quick wine access oh just yeah mentioned. Yeah, wineaccess.com. Them love. We love it. Uh, you know, we sent. I've sent. You've sent. To we have sent a joint package to some people. Uh, Alyssa, my wife, sent some to a friend, and now is doing it again. So, which means that that's non-promo code use because it's just such an easy way to send as a thank you to uh, a coworker. She's done it. So, uh, very useful. I know you're big on sending it as a gift. Send it to yourself. Do both. It's great. It's
1: great, great stuff. There is no better gift to send than one that you don't know is coming. It's obvious on a birthday or Christmas or Hanukkah or just anniversaries. How about just like on a random day in May? Like, damn, I got two bottles of wine. I got six bottles of wine. What a great human being my friend is. Mm -hmm. You know, what what a loving husband or boyfriend I have. What a great freaking son I have. How about do stuff like that, people? Yeah. Make a difference in people's lives. Be a, be a force multiplier. I like that. I don't even know. What, I don't even know what that means. But I hear that. What I lot. used
0: one the other day. I used saturation point the other day, and then I realized I probably shouldn't be using that. And the person I was talking to used it back to me, and I'm like, "You probably shouldn't be using that." I don't. I don't think I used it right. Um, force multiplier. Look, man. Here's the on board some new friends. On board your friends. Um, to uh, wineaccess.com/slash/ham. The beauty is whatever you send, it's going to be great. Uh, wine Access has satisfaction guarantee, which means if you don't love the bottle, they'll give you something else. But you're going to love the bottle because only one in eighteen bottles makes it, because it has to be unanimously approved by the uh, wine experts at
1: at Wine Access just to get on the site. So, you know, we've talked about the bag uh, song for Wendy's. You know what song's even better? Bag alert major bag alert the, what? the better the way better song is let's make lots of money you know the i think it's a geico commercial where he's driving the oh car. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that song is so catchy wanna and the guy sings Harder to let's sing, make though. lots of money yeah i don't sound as good but when the song's on it's easy to sing the song it's a fantastic song it's a fantastic ad i don't even know what it's for but the song works you said geico you knew. but is it geico i think you're right Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you're
0: right. Ynaxus.com slash ham and netsuite.com slash ham. Yeah, get out of QuickBooks. Get out of QuickSand, netsuite.com slash ham. All right, mailbag time. Let's dive in. Questions coming from iTunes. Uh, We'll get to some YouTube questions as well afterwards. First up, this is from Dr. G22. I've been listening for four years, and I still get the same excitement every morning when the new pod comes out. My question is this. Will the lock of the week be back for 2021? That was one of my favorite segments and I enjoyed tailing and sometimes fading you guys. Also, second question, I had a thought. Has there ever been a story of a scout or an assistant on a team being somewhat of a spy, giving information, game plans to the opposing team for whatever reason, maybe disgruntled or financial incentive? Keep up the great work, like a double agent. Um, you know, let's start with that one, and then we can go to... What do you, Have you ever heard
2: of a uh, double agent? Team double agent?
1: Uh, I never have, no. Why would you that seems hard you're employed
0: to but you hate somebody i mean it's i guess it's the oh
1: yeah I, I would imagine some stuff over the years have been leaked like you know you're gonna get fired you get a peek at a draft board you tell different people but the game plan that's a you you got to be employed for a while like i got that would be probably pretty difficult
0: uh it's you know it's like when you sign the the guy that the
1: quarterback that the your future opponent just
0: released for the week
1: one one i remember in philly one year We were we needed a team to lose to make the playoffs. I think my second year, and the team we needed them to beat asked us for the game plan from the previous week because we had just played them. I Mm. think that that type stuff goes on, but coaches talk like you know. I talked to so and so who had played them earlier. Like that's what what we're just telling you what we did and didn't work. So (laughs) yeah,
0: this isn't the same. I mean, I told the story that. uh, of uh, Herm Edwards telling John Lynch that somebody else liked Brandon Ayuk, and if he wanted him, he needed to
1: move up for him. That, but that's not the same thing. Herm wasn't,
0: yeah, like didn't that. Work for to me, else.
1: that and coaches talking is probably pretty normal protocol. Uh, lock of the week. Are we going to bring it back?
3: Well,
1: yeah. I remember, part of it was like, didn't we each put a couple hundred bucks and we started betting? Yes,
0: and we just said we're going to go until we until this money runs out. Our lock of the week. So we just or week one, it was like you know whatever it would.
1: Was, it was like the Jets for a while? I think
0: we got up to. We wrote the Jets, I, yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the year, didn't somebody write if you just bet on the bet against the Jets every week, you would have made money? Yeah, we should. We, we, we started hot, and then it. Uh, we got desperate. Yeah, we took some swings. We started taking some big swings because we were like, if we just hit on this one, we got so much more money.
2: Yeah,
1: stupid. Uh, I think we play a conservative. Yeah, we stick to it, which was our original
0: plan. But then it gets hard. It's just it's hard even in NFL. Hard and boring. You're like, I don't want to bet against the Jets anymore. Right, right. That's that's true. You wanted to bet games we wanted to see. Next up from the mailbag from Brian. Hypothetical. Let's say the Niners had traded up from 12 to 2. Would Trevor Lawrence have told the Jags he's not playing for them so he could go to the Niners? How crazy would Trevor Lawrence be with this roster? First ever rookie QB to win the Super Bowl? I wanted to send this before the draft, but iTunes wasn't working for me. Yeah, iTunes, by the way, wasn't working for a lot of people like a, three weeks ago because they upgraded. They changed some stuff. I uh, See, it feels to me like Trevor Lawrence is pretty happy in Jacksonville. I don't think he would have done it, even though it would have been a cool thing to do. But.
1: Yeah, I see no chance that, that happened. I don't think he's he's from the South. He wanted to stay in the South. I actually think it's a pretty easy spot for him.
0: It is. The urban connection is probably attractive to him. He probably knows him.
1: Easier for your family to see you. You're already married. Like his life, I I just think he's not your typical guy in that situation. Yeah. I I also heard Carson Palmer tell Rosillo all these agents told him, don't go to Cincinnati, don't go to Cincinnati, don't go to Cincinnati. Hold out and get your way to the Bears or whatever. He's like, when you're the best player, when you view yourself as like one of the best, you don't think like that. And you don't even understand, like, to Trevor Lawrence in, in a weird... Like, what the fuck's the difference to him, the Jags and the and the Niners? Like, I don't... Sometimes, it, that might sound... Cr- he's already admitted he doesn't even watch NFL football.
0: Well, if Eli Manning was not Eli Manning, but had a different... He was, he was not his father's son, right? If he was Eli Drinkwitz... I love that name. Then he probably... He wouldn't have tried to force a trade out of the Chargers. He would have gone to the Chargers and played for the Chargers. If he was not his father's son, right? If John Elway was not Jack Elway's son, and Jack Elway didn't have an opinion on the Colts, he wouldn't have forced his way out of Indianapolis. Really, who does that other than guys who play, whose dads are football people?
1: Coaches or like former
0: players. But but like big-name football people who have the power, the little the cachet to get away with it. Those guys can't pull that off. And also, and I said this before, Like if you're Trevor Lawrence, he walks into the Jags facility— It feels sweet. It doesn't feel like, oh, I'm in one of the facilities of one of the worst teams in the NFL. I bet it's pretty cool. They private jet you. They sweet town car you. They bring you up, and I bet it's sweet.
1: I bet it's sweet. And I think, doesn't it make it a little more normal for him that Urban Meyer is the first guy handy shakes? Yep. Absolutely. Next up, mailbag.
0: Uh, This is from Brian Maxwell. Again, you don't have to do it. I love a full name on the internet, though. Somebody putting their full name on the internet just... Oh, it gets me excited. If you ever seen the movie Sixty One about Maris breaking Babe Ruth's single season home run record, you know that for some time Major League Baseball had two sets of records: one for a 154 game season, which is the number of games Babe did it in, and one for 162 game seasons, which is the one Roger Maris did it in and now exists. They eventually recognized single game records regardless of how long the season was. Do you think the NFL should do something like that and differentiate 16 and 17 game season records? Along those lines, are there any single season accomplishments you could see being diminished by the additional game, such as 2,000-yard rushers or 5,000-yard passing season? Thanks. Love the pod, Brian Maxwell.
1: Baseball back then, and even still now, but way more back then, was very beholden, love that word, to the numbers. It was a huge part of... The culture of the way everything was consumed and the drive of the topic conversations within the sport, the fans, the coaches, the, the whole being of the game. The NFL is... Do you know really the only numbers they care about? What's your win-loss record? For, like For the most part, like, Devontae Adams. I have no fucking clue how many touchdowns he had last year. Even, like, Aaron Rodgers, I've just heard it said so much. Like, he had threw 48, but if that number was 44, if, who even cares? Like, what... Now, if you want to nitpick, like, if a lot of guys start running for 2,000 yards, maybe that number's not as strong as it once was. But for the most part, I don't think the NFL has ever been, like, a number league. I mean, they have some milestones. Remember, like, when Strahan broke Lawrence Taylor's sack record in a season, and it felt like, oh, Favre gave it to him. Right. But it's like, at the end of the day, I think people just... Michael Strahan's a Hall of Famer. Lawrence was a Hall of Famer. It's not even that big a deal. Who even talks about that? I, I, I actually think the... Big picture, where we're going, which is great. Like I, I think I find that sports talk kind of boring. And when I mean sport, like even podcasting too, because a lot of people do it. I, I I don't think a lot of people like listening to that anymore.
0: The arguments not, over numbers.
1: Yeah, it just used to be like a very like when we were kids, it was a driving force. That's not how the consumer what they're looking for anymore. It's in my harder. Opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree, and it's harder. Because there's way more numbers. You, if you it's were to argue about it, numbers, you used to argue about home think runs anal- and batting
1: average. It's why I think analytics talk isn't as popular as I think people that are in the space think it is. Look, I,
0: I I was it's funny you say that. I was thinking about this um, the other two nights ago, or I don't know what made me think of it, but I agree with you. And that doesn't mean that a team shouldn't use analytics. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't understand and talk about if this is how a team is evaluating, if this is what the league is doing, then that's interesting, right? People are interested in how teams evaluate, how much they put, uh, like uh, uh, why they value a player in free agency, why they value a player in the trade market. Like all those things are interesting. It's good for teams to do it. But parody in the sense of like baseball, now we're at a point where just about everybody, every team kind of views players the same way because The the Billy Bean disciples, the deep Podesta's of the world, right? The Theo Epstein's of the world—they have now disseminated, and they're running most of the teams. Great for those teams. If I were an owner, I'd hire the Farhan Zaides of the world too. I'd hire that guy. It's not necessarily good for the storylines of a sport. Like what's good for a sport is a bunch of teams are overbidding on a superstar who really isn't worth the money. But hey. All those things, he's a bust, he's worth the money, like all those storylines, the mistakes, the failures, those are good for the sport. The failures, like the variation now on your failures can get a little more narrow because the mistakes aren't as big when you remove the human element. But again, good for the big storyline, bad for the individual teams. It's a waste of money to sign Johnny Damon, right? Like the Red Sox did once. I was watching Moneyball the other night. Maybe that's why I was thinking of it. Um, but, but I think that's –
1: it's a, it's a different – But I agree.
0: It's it's not good for, like, these discussions. No. and Oh, let me tell you about the three
1: first basemen that are going to split time to take over for Giambi. It's like, oh, okay. Well, think about football, guy. It's still, to this day, there's never been more, quote-unquote, analytics in football. It is very, very – like, team-to-team views players very differently in the NFL. And to me, that's very healthy. And I think the draft is a great example of that. It's right. like – But – if. If the entire league that Sewell was missing something, he would tumble. But it's like one team's going to love him, one team's not going to like him, one team's going to like this guy, one team's not going to like this guy. Sure, but
0: but like as an example, if the Brown and the Browns aren't the only ones, but the Browns are high profile, right, with the way they built their front office, if they have a lot of success, then other owners who aren't already might start thinking about how they hire their GM a little differently, right? Yeah, true. Um, to answer that question, I don't think they'll have two different record books. I don't think they should. The difference between one hundred and fifty-four games and one hundred and sixty-two games is about the same percentage-wise as the difference between uh, sixteen and seventeen. Was it like five? You've expanded your schedule by like five percent, six percent, something like that. So it is—it's a good comp because it's it's around the same. Um, but I don't—I'm with you. I think because the numbers are not really what football is not. When Babe Ruth was playing baseball, the NFL was not even—it uh, was not even close to existing. Right, Babe Ruth is a bigger name than a lot of guys that played football.
1: Played the NFL forty years after Babe. I okay, hypothetical. Don't want to stand on this too long. Could Babe Ruth hit bit Jacob Degrom?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, I think most if people you just had say, to take an
1: educated guess, average fastball nineteen twenty one. I'm sure someone's. I'm sure this. I'm sure we could find the answer to this. But I just get educated guess <sighs> eighty.
0: Four miles eighty four miles an hour,
1: yeah
2: that's
0: what feels about right now which de gram dl de DeGrom or uh active DeGrom? jacob, de- jacob DeGrom's on the DL right oh now? I don't know I don't think he's i don't think he actually is, but he got pulled the other day from a something's going yeah. on I
1: don't but, know. you could you could pick any guy
0: you know pick the sweet pitchers could he hit them yeah
1: and I'm gonna sound like the old people hate me i my no, answer no, no. No. I,
0: it's, I the old I, I guarantee you could find somebody who's analyze that and is a baseball pure quote-unquote purist it's a great question but I, I also think that's why like this is where football's great what's relevant in the nfl is how do you compare to the people you're playing against today right and yeah. that's all that like to me babe i to me it doesn't reduce babe's greatness because he was hitting more home runs than teams
1: yeah than 100%. teams 100 percent. you can only exist
0: you. in the area you exist i, I completely agree uh from nick moon what's up guys O4 jesuit high school sacramento graduate found you guys on bleacher years ago never stopped listening appreciate that nick moon 916 916 is the uh, sacramento area code uh always dig your takes appreciate your focus on bay area sacramento pac-12 sports that being said it'd be sweet to get a little more raider content i know they give dumpster fires a bad name but i love them anyways just can't help it thanks gentlemen nick moon by the way 15 straight years of missing the postseason for the
1: Sacramento Kings. We'd
0: like to send out a congratulations on that accomplishment.
1: One year away from setting the NBA record. They've only been ex- in existence in Sacramento since, you know, 85, 86, 87, yeah, 88. Yeah, they're pretty terrible. It's It really is. When I saw that number, it's harder to be that bad, isn't it? It's, it's
0: really amazing. What I think what's most amazing about them is that every year is the year. As someone but, who's but, covered the Kings for a while, everyone's like, "No, no, no, you don't understand." But he healed this you, year; it's going to take us to the
1: yeah, top. Yeah, okay. you kind of were in the middle of the the shit show. I don't. I was thinking about this last night. You know, growing up in Davis, you know, it's, we're close. We were closer to Oracle Arena, definitely than Oracle. That team, it, it's that team was fucking massive. And I kind of went on this Instagram rant last night. I had a couple people DM me, be like, "Bro, I remember going to a Kings Warriors game at Oracle." He's like, I live in Sacramento now, but I grew up in, you know, Danville or whatever. I'll never forget going to a Kings Warriors game in Oracle in like 01. He's like, I shit you not. It was like 60, 40, 70, 30 Kings fan. I'm like, mm. they were a huge deal. And I was texting with someone last night, I was like, their fall from grace for how big they were, and then for a team that never won, you know, a championship, would basically be the equivalent. They had a little more star power probably, but like OKC, because you got to factor in a small market. For what they had with, with for like exactly. seven, eight years. And then just for 15 years, sucking. So if you're a 20-year-old guy at OKC right now, you're just like from 10 to 20 in your sport. You, you never probably love sports more at that age just because it's so pure, everything's so sweet. You're all in on Russell and Kevin. It was so badass. Think for the next 15 years, your team is going to royally suck. Guy, they passed on Luca, who looks like an all-time generational talent, when a historic player for the franchise was running the franchise and he happened to be from the area that is not America where they're all from. He knew the guy's dad and they still passed on him. The irony for a guy whose dad now is a pain in their ass in Marvin Bagley. Right. He's like trade my son. Like you knew the guy's dad. Luca's a superstar. Yeah. I know. I did make a comment about that.
0: Like, I don't know, three months ago to a guy who works out NBA players, like works for one of the big agencies and i was like can't just the, the kind of same thing like what a joke he's like you know he's like i know he's like honestly at the time bagley over luka was not that crazy i
1: don't think i'm like all right but just here we are now here we are now i had an nba assistant coach tell me earlier this season he thought for the last three or four years legitimately the kings have underachieved like he's like they have talent yeah now, they shouldn't be like the 2 seed but right they should be consistently more like in the seven, eight realm than they've been drafted in the top seven or eight every year.
0: Well, you know what, John, this is a good example. This is to, uh, to Nick Moon's point. You know, we, we grew up, certainly you did. You grew up your whole life in Davis. I got there before, right. And I got, I moved to California right as the Kings were about getting sweet. So I just, I hit it flush. If you're sweet, then you're sweet. Then it's great. I haven't, uh, you know, I got paid a while ago to do their pre- and post-game show. I haven't watched them much since. Can't really get them in this market anyway. My dad loves them. He always wants to talk about them. He watches them every day, so I know what's going on with them. But um, And the Raiders have not, you know, the Raiders have had higher highs in this stretch than the Kings have. But if the Raiders are, how did you put it earlier? If the Raiders are, uh, yeah, if there's, whatever. If they're big, whatever's news is news to us. So we're not actively avoiding stuff. And
1: we'll talk about whatever's relevant. Yeah, I mean, we're just leaning the Niners. They're just a much bigger story. And so, they've been, you know, the numbers speak for themselves.
0: But yeah, there will still be rated I get asked that. I understand the question. I don't mind the question.
1: I don't either. I stumbled upon, because someone, T- I think... Tigre in stri-
0: Ease asked the same thing. Like, is this exclusively a Niners podcast? No? You know what's no? funny? Someone no.
1: stumbled upon, I think, into one of our live streams within the last couple of weeks was like, your highest rated video on YouTube was a Raider video. Well, somehow I was on the list. I was looking for something we did. And I just the way the query worked out, it just rated our top most popular videos by a country mile. Like our top fifteen were all Niners. It wasn't even close. Well, the I mean, number it was, one was, it was a Lancelot.
0: Was Brandon Ayuk getting drafted?
1: But 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 I just mean we had so many that were just massive that are even kind of random. You know that. Oh, your I don't point. Even think you're be you're just first. being a
0: little. Tra- you're, you're, you're you're being. Um, uh, tra- you're trying to be transparent. You're saying we. But what you, drives part of what we do is what gets consumed
1: but uh, you can go That's to our youtube channel and see the numbers like they are public i can maybe scroll them behind closed doors to like rank them but you can see the numbers like niners just do much bigger than raiders like it's just it's just a math equation but but it's yeah I, like the next
0: question we have we talk about if we saw the stream of the day we did a bunch of other stuff non niners so because it's i understand the question someone asked is this exclusively a niners podcast no now the answer is no
1: Anything it's, else you want it's to ske- yeah. It's, I mean, it's skewing very heavily that way. And as long as they're relevant and playing well and doing things that move the needle, they're going to continue to get talked about.
0: Just like this, G Red One says,
1: "Appreciate the pod as a non-Niner fan."
0: That's the place I hope we can all be. I'm a Colts fan, wondering what y'all think about the acquisitions made this offseason by Ballard and Co. Are they bound to the division championship? Make a legitimate playoff run? Wentz only has to be as good as Rivers and with his arm talent, the offense is vastly expanded, not to mention they'll most likely have a top-ten defense. Keep it up, boys.
1: Do you know what just hit me? And I, this is how I discuss them. I mean, uh, it's how they're discussed nationally. Is there a bigger general manager in his market that's viewed as, like, he runs this team than Chris Ballard? That's not a coach. I mean, Belichick, but, I mean, non-coach in the league. He, he's, he's talked about guy much more like an NBA or major league General Manager oh, of the I NFL see what you're team. saying. Like so. almost like more so like this is this team is representative of who he is. But it's like, well, to me, it's just talked about like, you know, forever. The Houston Rockets like Daryl Morey. Well, Dan Tony was their coach. James Harden was their star. But it's like Daryl Morey's running the show. Right. It happens a lot. It, even Danny Ainge gets a lot of credit, but it definitely happens in baseball. Cashmans, the Freedmans, the Theos, the Zotties. I, I just I don't think it, I think it's unheard of in football beside him. Ballard and Co., like their coach, who played in the NFL for 15 years, is pretty famous, and now they, they have Rivers, they had Luck, and now they got Wentz, and it's still like, Ballard. Yeah. And But he's not really showy and flashy, which is weird, right? But well, that's
0: part of the MO. That's part of the, what defines him, is like his team reflects that, right? I think that's why. Like, Maury's team reflected his theories, and I think this team reflects, like, Ballard. In terms of he's not his team is not flashy, just like he's not flashy.
1: But like, George I guess Elway was like that for his run when he was truly the general manager in Denver, right?
0: Yeah, Elway he had, had that talked about, for like, sure. but that Elway, was partly because he's John Elway, not because he had like some yeah like know, clearly Ballard. defined <laughs> fingerprint on his team. I t- totally agree. Uh, I, let's real quick um, the Wentz Rivers thing. Like to me, yeah, Carson Wentz can throw a lot more touchdowns than. Than Philip Rivers. He could also throw more interceptions. So which Wentz do you get? Do you get fifteen picks Wentz or do you get seven picks Wentz? Because if you get the but, seven picks Wentz, hell yeah. Like I you I, I know where I stand, I'm pretty sure you're with me. I am very I think Carson Wentz is gonna look like Carson Wentz again. So I am bullish on the Colts. Well, how many I, picks did Philip Rivers? Throw he threw last eleven year? last year, he was twenty four and eleven. Twenty four yeah, touchdowns and like, so, eleven
1: picks. Now granted he, he just had the one year on a team, but they're not replacing like, it's not like he's filling in for a guy that's been like a single digit pick guy. I mean, you just watch Philip Rivers You're right. kind of on the edge of your for seat sure. too. So they actually wouldn't you say have more similarities than people probably would ever want to admit. Yeah, I mean, he's a more athletic, <laughs>
2: stronger armed
1: <laughs> roller coaster, Philip Rivers. I mean, I don't want to call Philip Rivers a turnover machine, but he was pretty turnover heavy, right? The and I love the guy. I, yeah it'll be hard for Wentz's career to end and be like, do you like, did you enjoy Phillip Rivers or Carson Wentz more? Like, it's going to be hard to top Philip Rivers. I just like the whole package. But part of his package was, the year before, guy, he threw 20 picks. He threw 20 picks in his career. One, two, three, and another 18. Like, he's, he's, he's Wentz had has never more done that. Eli Manning moments than fucking, that he gets talked about. It's like, oh, Rivers, you know, borderline Hall of Famer. It's like, yeah, he's, Threw a lot of balls to the other team. Wentz was
0: 15, Again, love the guy. was his most. Now, if Wentz also hasn't played. He's played, t- you know, two full seasons. He threw 15 and 12 games last year, Wentz.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was, he, he was probably the worst starting quarterback. True starting quarterback, not like a backup that came in in the league. It was, when you watched, it was pretty bad. I know. That is the elephant, really quick. The elephant in the room is like, can they just get him back on track? He was awful yeah, last year.
0: I know. I think they the, the fact that he's on there, if he had gone somewhere else, I might not feel the same way,
1: but he went there. I feel pretty good in part because of Ballard that it's a solid. You want to hear an unreal hypothetical? A dude DM'd me and said, if Howie had drafted DK Metcalf instead of Ortega Whiteside and Justin Jefferson instead of Jalen Rager, would Carson Wentz still be on the team? And my first reaction was like, nah. And then when you start thinking about it. You're like, well, <laughs> probably would have looked a lot different last year, right? Yeah, but you'd also be like, would DK look the same? As he does in Seattle?
0: Would Justin look the same as he does in Minnesota?
1: No, but those guys are dramatically better than the other two guys. I know, right? but
0: remember, DK was a, It's not like DK was, you know, leading the nation in touchdowns at Ole Miss. Like he did need, it seemed like, a place to go that knew what to do with them and was just stable. Yeah.
2: yeah, Prize Picks is where it's at. Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million users. I've been using it and telling you about it for months. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani-less season-long pick quite yet on his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. For example, this week on Prize Picks, you can go... Anthony Edwards more than 29 points and Nikola Jokic more than 10 rebounds. Playoff time's the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks. Keep an eye out for the starred players on the board and you could receive a 10% payout boost if they're in your winning lineup. So right now, download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, code HAM50, first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you
1: Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call,
2: clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket?
0: Next up, Mr. Superfly87. I know at this point Jimmy's days with the Niners are numbers. Do you think there's still hope for his development? 2019 was the best year of his career. I really thought he was good, not great. As of today, he never became that stud QB we thought he could be back in 2017. Definitely the guy I thought he could be. Uh, so is there more, I'll leave the question up, more room for his development? I mean, I do think better than last year is still, he needs to be better than he was before he got hurt last year. I think that. Um
1: well how much better can he be than he was in the Super Bowl year? He's going to be 30 in November. Like I, I think if Rich Gannon was sitting here with us, he's a great example of a guy that like really came into his own post 30, I think he'd say I just finally got into a system that fit what I did well. I don't think we can say that about Jimmy, right? New England, San Francisco, like he's been in quarterback friendly, right, high-level coaching situations. I think oftentimes with that, it's like, well, he played for the Jets. The Texans, and you know, fucking pick some other crappy team. Yeah. Right? Just some he's Lions, 17 offensive coordinators. It was Niners, like Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Yeah. That's Jimmy's had the opposite. I, I'd say Jimmy's football career, in terms of what he's been surrounded by, coaching wise, football heaven.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: He's going to be 30 this year, guy. Uh, so
0: the answer to this question this guy, is no.
1: And uh, Mr. Superfly, I think you get that question a lot. Like, could Jimmy resurrect? Like, could he just become the guy that we always thought? It's, he's, he's a lot older than I think his perception is. I bet mean, if you just ask a random guy, he'd be like, I'm 26. Kind of only play one look. full season, John. You're supposed to remind people of that. He's 10. Think about this guy. When he was 20, Trey Lance was 10. <laughs>
0: Uh, this is from Country Fan. My new favorite sports pod. Love the guys in their entrepreneurial fire. Fuck yeah. Question. Isn't it crazy that the Pistons took Darko over Melo, Bosch, and D-Wade in 2003? How does that rank in terms of all-time draft busts? Well, I know it can't be one because the Timberwolves taking Johnny Flynn and what's-his-name over Steph. Uh, uh, Rubio's still in the league. Rubio's still in the league. Taking, but taking two guys... And not taking Steph, that's worse. Yes. Uh, I think I saw some quotes from Don Nelson the other day talking about that draft. Did you see those quotes? He was like, I'm watching this going like, what the hell are these guys doing? They're drafting point guards, but they're not drafting that guy, Steph?
1: Yeah. Darko. I mean, we don't even talk about Darko anymore. What is he just? Well, didn't he destroy a chair? Donnie used Darko. used to be a thing in the NBA. They put a chair out there. I think Young J. Lee, remember that guy from China? Who like destroyed a chair destroyed and worked chair. out and ended up going like top five? I get it. Like I bet in a chair, if you're six, you know six, 10, 20 year old, and the GM's like, God, look at these feet. But as someone that used to have a basketball hoop in front of his house, you could do amazing moves by yourself. And then even you just went to pick up with your buddies at fifteen years old, they never work. So harder, like, harder
0: move to pull off that does work in the driveway solo: spin move or crossover.
1: Well, the crossover when you can only go one way and they don't have to honor it doesn't work if you don't have athleticism. Spin move, I think, is basically impossible because if I got a camera on you doing the spin move with nobody, I bet you'd be like, God, that looks terrible. The move that's very easy by yourself that you think like this might work is like just kind of just the back a down back. little fadeaway yep. kind of, and like knee up. But then it just, like, it doesn't dirt. even present itself. No. And then if it kind of does, the guy's all over you, and you're like, oh, you got to jump, too? I've never had my back to the basket. Uh, actually,
0: once. One time I had my back to the basket in a real pickup <laughs> game. I remember it. You're That's how po- rare You're a good happened. little
1: point guard. You're-
0: well, I, but I need space. I need to be open. Boy, people yeah. leave me open, and I shoot. I can shoot. But uh, back to the basket, yeah, waste of time. All those years I spent playing on a six-foot hoop doesn't translate, John. No. So Darko, I mean that is Mello, Bosch, and Wade. Like you talk about nailing a draft at the top. Mello, Bosch, and Wade. Like, you don't even know need to know which order those guys got drafted in. You wouldn't argue like, oh, you should have t- w- taken Wade instead of Bosch or oh, you should have taken Bosch instead of Mello. It's like, you nailed it. You all
1: nailed it. You all nailed it. I think I heard like Bill Simmons do one of those book of basketball podcasts or something, like a like a historic story that's impossible to prove. That like beside LeBron, Riley would have taken Dwayne over the rest of the crew. Like that was just like his junkyard dog that he just knew. Because remember, Wade had spent a couple of years in college. I right? think spent and was four Bosh years. One, in, and did he spend four years of college at Marquette. Wearing definitely, three, definitely three. Because if you could redo that, does Dwayne Wade just go two to the Pistons? Oh, you're, I was
0: only two years. Guy, I, I remember. I just remember him feeling old in college. Maybe it's because he wore a knee brace. I felt that way.
1: If you redo that draft, does Dwayne Wade go two? Yeah, Dwayne Wade does... goes two, and then who goes three? You know, I mean, Bosh. Now
0: it's easy to say Bosh goes three. I probably I would say mellow. Yeah, you know, sneaky part about Darko, he got drafted in eighteen, at the age of eighteen by the Pistons. He played till he played till he was twenty seven in the NBA. Now, I think he's like he 70 was tall, all the shoot. time. Yeah, he was hurt a lot. Apparently, his nickname is the human victory cigar. No chance anybody ever called him that. Uh, but, I mean, he played 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years in the league. Now, for an 18 year old, that's not very good, right? Yeah. But um,
1: it's crazy. Just off, not, uh, you obviously. We talk about staff, him like but...
0: he never appeared in the NBA.
1: It's my point. Well, I think, I, I bet if you look at Kwame Brown, he probably had a seven, eight-year career. We act like, I think when we talk about some of these guys, we act like they're like two years and out. They'd be like, bro, I made $25 million playing yeah. NBA basketball. one,
2: two, three, four, f-
0: sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 years for Kwame Brown in the NBA.
1: If I just ask the random basketball fan, how many years you think Kwame Brown played in the league? Would they say like five max? How, about, how much money do you think Kwame Brown made? Well, the number one overall pick, and then... In 2001. $40 million? $64 million in NBA salary. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: And, John, you know what that's not counting? Compounding interest. Yeah. Uh, All right, next up, Dost Rider. Dost Rider, thanks for the content in these tough times. Here's my question. Is everyone putting too much value on the first two-round picks the Niners gave up to get their franchise quarterback? I mean, if you look at how many times we missed on the pick, and just general, it's like less than a 50-50 chance you get an elite player, that plus the idea that the Niners will most likely do well in the next two seasons, those picks will be late in the first round. I honestly think that after about pick 15 in the first round, to the end of the third round, there's not a significant difference in talent. So did they give up a lot like everyone thinks? Especially now, I think it's evident that Trey Lance was probably the guy most teams had high. John and Kyle wanted to get ahead of the scouts and figuring out how good he really was, especially because of how Jones and Fields fell. Also, they know they can get a first for Jimmy after about week four. A few teams will lose their starters, no? Um, No. (laughs) So I don't think they get a first. One last thing, why'd you go with Ham? Shout out promo code Ham and not middleman. Somebody else asked me this question the other day, and I couldn't remember. I said maybe it was because, I don't remember why it was, Haberman and Middlecoff and not Middlekoff and Haberman. Papa used to call us Middlemen. Back when we were doing a radio show, we would say Haberkoff sometimes. But I don't remember how that conversation went, do you?
1: Well we went with radio ha- show? Well in the in the podcast world, Ham, you have to do promo codes and stuff. It obviously just makes a lot of sense.
0: But so yeah, so for people who don't know, we did a radio show that was called Haberman and Middlecoff. Do you remember why it wasn't called Middlecoff and Haberman?
1: I don't even remember discussing it, really.
0: I don't either. Jason Barrett was was our boss. Maybe it was because I was on the radio station. They just added. I had the guy Haberman show at like 7 to 11 p.m. at night. You were joining me as an expert, and then you started joining other shows.
1: Well, you, you drive the show. I mean, your name. Maybe. I, I don't know. It just flowed. Middlecoff Haberman. It sounds better Haberman and Middlecoff than Middlecoff Haberman. Um, uh, so to the original, I would, by the way,
0: answer this quickly. Do you think there's a big difference between pick 15 and the end of the third round? He asks, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, I, I agree with
0: you there, but to the original point, here's where I do agree. I think
1: like I I was thinking about doing this as an exercise. You could go like top. You could go. Is there a huge difference between every year? If you just look back historically between the 15th guy and the dude that goes 37th, maybe not At the end of the third round that you're talking like pick 90, right? Yeah, you're talking a long, a long, wide breadth. I mean, several. You now you're picking the seventh best. offensive I, I would lineup. cut off the third round. You, I bet if we did a deep dive, maybe you could argue somewhere in the second round. But yeah, but I would guess even if you get more talent in the second round, that like some of the testing numbers, the physical traits that you get at you know
0: fifty are different than what you get at fifteen.
1: Well, I think Kinlaw is a good example. He went basically fourteen last year. Humans like Javon Kinlaw, starter SEC, played well against big competition raw, but 6'6, 300 pounds, testing number solid. That human being, unless he kills someone or has like arrested, failed tests, is never existed in the second round. Yeah.
0: I do agree with the original, with the basic point here, which is, are we, is everyone putting too much value on the two first rounds they gave up? I agree that that is very possible. It depends on Trey Lance, right? But if Trey Lance is a top 15 quarterback in two years, or let's just say he hits with the way you want a top three guy to hit, he's a top 10 quarterback in three years. There's zero chance, whatever those two picks became, that you would trade those two guys for Trey Lance, right? Just like in retrospect, whatever the Chiefs gave up, if we went back and looked at who those players became, you could not trade those players for Patrick Mahomes right now. And if we randomly selected top 10 picks over the last 10 years, We should do that. I was thinking about doing this as an exercise. Actually, we should do this one day. It's just blind, blind. So I'll be like, you know, you give me a year and a number, and I'll just pick twenty fourteen and the seventh pick, and we just come up with three ones. How many times do you end up with three ones that you would trade for a star quarterback? I bet not many.
1: Yeah, not many.
0: So I think there's something here, but
1: again, he's got a hit in order to make it look like they didn't pay that much. Hit slash your team, like for example, the Rams. They gave up two ones. For Jalen Ramsey, they last year went nine and seven. So it, it, what, last year was a letdown, but still they did not bottom out. And then this year they won a playoff game. They had, if you could redo that and would you have given pick 20 and pick 24 for Jalen Ramsey, they would be like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. Right <laughs> now the, the one where you get the pushback, like you said, you need the information. Do the Texans regret once they end up with a third overall pick Trading for Laramie Tunzel. But if I had told you last year the Texans, instead of being third overall pick, won the division, they, they would be cool with it. Yeah. And well, it doesn't matter where you end up. Also, there is a marketplace here
0: that exchanges known draft picks for unknown draft picks, right? And that's what they're, deal- that's what they're paying their price in, is in the marketplace that exists where you don't get to know who the pick's going to be in three years or how good this guy that you're drafting is going to be. And so it, you can only compare it to that marketplace. But yeah, in hindsight, some guys look like great values. Some guys look like terrible values based on how good they are. It's just about how good they are. And when you make the deal, you're banking on them being really good. Last mailbag question. Five stars in a question from Tay Halio69. My family's favorite sports show. We love the YouTube channel as well. Living in Sac and from Utah. So me and my wives have a theory. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we decided that after Adam Snake gave his I just said what everyone knows half butt speech on that Dan show, never heard of him, he won't be coming over to my house for Sunday dinner. What team or who told Adam Snake to break that false prophet story? Seems like a few teams benefited greatly from other teams thinking they would have a chance to take St. Rogers. Thoughts? I also hold the record for most rings. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Looks like. Eight wives. Congratulations on that. He
1: one. being sarcastic, you think about Dan Patrick? Uh
0: I think it, well, he's Adam State. He's talking about Schefter saying the Rogers. On pat
1: on Dan's show. Never heard of him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> would you guess
1: Dan's sarcasm show. there?
0: Uh yes. I would guess sarcasm <laughs> yeah. there. Yes.
1: Uh I've told you this. I don't the Schefter thing,
0: I think Schefter reported accurate information. So the Schefter thing doesn't bother me. So what was the question? Uh Seems like a few teams benefited greatly from other teams yeah, thinking that I, have a chance I, to I take agree. St. Rogers. Did the Broncos not draft a quarterback cuz they thought we we're going to trade for Aaron
1: Rodgers? I think they think that it's a possibility, but I also think that they probably didn't like one of those guys at that spot, Fields and Mac. I mean, if yeah, right. If you liked one of the guys, you'd have to take him. Yeah, because you don't you know that you don't guarantee the movement of this guy, and and I think you'd have to lean this is probably more unrealistic than realistic they do trade him. So yeah, but I do think that other teams are telling them what they're hearing, like hey, you know, our guy with the same agent as Rogers is saying he's pissed. It just I, I believe that it grows because that's the NFL works a lot like a uh, like a high school kind of quad. Just the talking, think how everyone's connected, right? GMs talk to each other. Coaches all talk to each other, they're all friends. Half the coaches in the league can play one degree of separation with like every guy on a staff. Half the players in the league, probably more than that, are represented by four or five agents. There is a crazy web of connection to how rumors can fly through and, and that are true, right? I there are probably a ton of shit in the league. I think Bill O'Brien was probably a good example. Before he got fired and it came out of the woodwork, there were probably some rumors flying around that like this is getting out of control there, right? Yeah. And, and I maybe Rodgers, but from the outside, like me and you living in California, like, ah, oh, the Texans making the playoffs every year. We know he's kind of crazy, but shit, it works. And I've been behind the scenes. They're like, this is a powder keg, bro. At any moment, this thing's going to blow. And it went kablooey. Is there a chance? Because when you win and the Packers win more than the Texans, what, no one wants to hear you complain. And, but Rodgers kept, like, just throwing a jab, throwing a jab. So are we sure that it wasn't a powder keg of, like, you know, Rogers would walk by Gudikins, like Edelman said this one time about Belichick. He's like, you know, when you're young hearing this, you don't realize kind of bill, and you'll just walk by him in the hall, and he won't even look at you. And you'll think to yourself like, is he going to cut me tomorrow? But then you realize like five years later, you're like, yeah, he's just not that friendly of a guy. Right? <laughs> so you just become numb to it. But I, could you see like Rogers just walking by some of these guys? Who knows? You know, I, I don't know. I think there's probably more to the story, a lot more to the story that's even out. Yeah, and and if on a, trade, on we'll a, on making Aaron on making Aaron look bad too, because it does not behoove you if you're the Packers to throw the part of the powder cake out there and make him look bad, right?
0: No, because you want him back. You want him to not. You don't want him thinking that you're trying to gaslight him. Yeah, if you actually want him back.
1: But they are probably. I guess Seattle credit. They they really could have probably. Well, if done the guy's gone,
0: then you have to tell everybody why it wasn't your fault, and you start leaking everything.
1: Do you think there was a moment when John Schneider's like, I swear to God, I'll leak about seven things of rap sheet right now And Russell Wilson. He says one more goddamn, he puts one more team on that list. You better watch out. Russell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's different when you've had success than when you're those guys. Like you just kind of got to keep quiet and take it. Yeah. And Goudikins did. Yep. Uh, uh,
0: this is uh, from YouTube. That one goon question here. Not skeptical about it, but apparently Derek Carr isn't on the Raiders season tickets and promo coincidence or is something in the works. Weird. If that if that's true, you got to put your starting quarterback on it. I kind of I have a hard time believing that's even true.
1: If it is true, that's one hundred percent weird. Who else would you put on it? I mean, I know you have players you put on it, like
0: Waller, but John. Yeah. Who's bigger than Derek? Other than the coach, nobody. Yeah, that's weird. If true, if I were, if that happened to me and I was Derek, I'd be like. The hell's, not that you do care, but it's. I mean, hey, I, you'd be one of those like guys. I don't care, but what the hell? This is stupid. What are you guys doing here? Kind of sweet to see your face on the picture of the cards. But
1: remember, it happened the opposite with Darnold. He was on it. So can you even read that much into it? No, I don't. I'm
0: not reading anything into it. I'm just saying I would be personally. I'd have my ego would be hurt if if I was in that spot and I didn't they'd put me on the on the tickets, and yeah. I was the quarterback of the team. Who Sometimes goes to you got to learn
1: team. to just. Swallow your yeah, video. you got to bite it.
0: Uh AO Aaron says what's the top of the to-do list for the Pac-12 commish? You know what's uh so I interviewed the guy uh Thursday and uh I think they put it on the Pac-12 website. We should get him on the podcast. I have a million questions for him.
1: George Cleopatra Do they throw the bodies in the desert or they put them in the Yeah, just all
0: those? the casino, <laughs> all the MGM stuff. I went back and I watched... What does
1: a guy's face look like when you throw his hand on the table before the fucking axe comes yeah. out? Yeah,
0: what's the last thing a man sees when you close the trunk in your Lincoln Town Car?
1: Uh, when you cut off a finger, do you go right to left or left to right? Um, do you give him a towel to bite down on? <laughs>
0: There's a lot in his history, I think, that's pretty interesting. I found this old... Before I interviewed him, I just started watching old stuff, and I found this YouTube he did when he was uh, running NBC Universal's digital... And he mentioned this was 2007. He did this interview. He mentioned YouTube in 2007. He's like, you know, YouTube. And I was like, if I was watching this video in 07, where I'd been like, you know what? i to start putting some stuff on YouTube, and now I'd have nine billion followers. A quick Google search tells you that YouTube only was like a couple of years old in 2007. So he was talking about YouTube in 07. Like I think he he was uh, he was one of the people in charge of uh, Baseball Advanced Media. I was telling you about this. I think BAM it's called. MLB, one of MLB's greatest successes nobody really knows about, which is remember how everyone gets mad at baseball because like none of your stuff's on YouTube. You don't have to talk about this. And there's some truth to it. Like, wait, you gotta be able to be able to watch some of your stuff. They monetized everything. One thing they figured out when they started doing all their streaming stuff was that the technology that they developed for streaming was actually more valuable than than the like, you know, eighty bucks I pay or whatever I pay a year to have the streaming service so I can watch any baseball game. And so they started licensing that out. So like when there's a lot of company, I don't know the full list. You could probably find it. But like HBO, when HBO went into streaming, they didn't develop their own streaming um, uh, technology. They just bought, they just licensed Major League Baseball. So Major League Baseball has a whole side hustle where they became a technology streaming company and they were one of the first ones and they leased it or licensed it to a bunch of other people. So that was a that's a massive business for baseball that has nothing to do with the sport of baseball. That a lot of HBO people don't know Go that. HBO Go
1: or HBO Max that had to be pretty lucrative. Yeah, them, but right?
0: but I, I would imagine if we looked at the list, there'd be a bunch of other ones just like HBO. Then yeah. he helped develop Hulu. Um, yeah, man. I, I I think the guys I talked to him. I've heard him talk several times. I think he's pretty bright. Top of his list, he said is uh, he said I know our breads buttered football and men's basketball, TV distribution. So. I think the guy's pretty sharp. I texted somebody that you and I both know very high up with one NFL team who says he's an impressive guy. So, <laughs>
3: uh,
0: and somebody else actually in college athletics reached out to me and told me they thought he was very sharp. So I like it. Gambling yeah. talks a lot about gambling, I mean, in an unafraid way, which I love to hear. Just that he's taking it head on. So I think there's a lot of stuff you and I would like asking him about.
1: What's the biggest issue with the Pac-12 network? It just can't be. It's not on Direct. Well, TV. yeah, the
0: longest running thing is it's not on Directv.
1: Yeah. To me, he just you just and have people to get don't it quit. And
0: Directv it. is the hardest one for people to quit by and large because if you have it, a it lot a Sunday of Sunday package. A lot of people are really married to it because of yeah. Sunday ticket. Yeah.
1: But I. But I, here's what I. You know, if we talk to them, clearly that's going to change. Like the packages, baseball are just going to be independent apps, like they already are, but for your television within the next five ten years. Right. But right? the hard part is like. So, right now, if you said, we see the future, we're
0: going all Amazon. It's like, okay, a lot of people have Amazon. That's cool. But there are, like, there's a reason, like Fox, ESPN, like, there's, there's, you might make a little more money, you might be a little ahead of the curve, but you are going to lose exposure right now, today, if you
1: were to, yeah. Not that they, it's a, it's, it's a hard balance to strike. They couldn't given do it if they're they wanted now. to, but, but. Yeah, how anyway. do you, like, roll it back, but also be innovative? Because this guy's so, an innovative guy, especially because they right? have there are constraints to their contracts right now. Yeah,
0: but he's, a, he's I think he's a deal maker. Uh, I, I do I, think that's what he is. So absolutely love that. Plus, hire. I think you like me, like you know, you do you hire somebody who makes the uh, the people who've been entrenched in a business uncomfortable. Like I like that. Yeah, he's an uncomfortable hire for a lot of people. Uh, McBurger says any updates on Elias at the corner store? Uh, update for those of you new to the show. If you've come along in the last month or the last six months or the last two years, over the many years ago when we did radio, we had our, our buddy Elias, who runs a corner store, liquor store, businessman, and uh, Jordanian, great accent. He would come on and make picks, big gambler. Uh, the update a couple days ago, uh, I told him, Hey, did you see the Pittsburgh Steelers schedule came out? And he said, No. Uh, but he did tell me that his nephew, who's I think in high school, actually, he's in, uh, I think he went to UNLV uh invested uh, uh i think he 's made sixteen thousand dollars on dogecoin. He told me his nephew so i'm starving later everybody thanks for hanging out on the stream podcast thanks for hanging out. share it with your friends. We appreciate that.